there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Chaos in the NBA draft ahead of um, what's sure to be a very, very interesting evening. Uh, welcome into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Stormy Tony, and Mike Pritchard on the desk here at Circa Resort and Casino. As the show rolls on, the first hour, we saw a ton of movement as it pertained to that number two overall pick in this year's draft. We know, of course, number one will be Victor Wembenyama going to the San Antonio Spurs. But after that... It appeared that Brandon Miller was going to be the guy, was an odds-on favorite this morning. But after a tweet from Shams, that has changed significantly. And we were just kind of joking in the commercial break. Maybe, I mean, we know, if there's anything we know about Michael Jordan as a player from Mm -hmm. his days back then, so he takes things personally. Maybe we he were, took Brandon Miller's comments personally. I'm we just were talking. We, no, I mean, we were talking <laughs> about chips, right? A Brady chip or an MJ chip, yep. you know, and. Uh, what drives play, play people to be the goat, right? And, and I, you, you have to have the right chip, and that chip has to remain on that shoulder. Uh, I thought Brady had two chips at times, the way that he's been playing. But, you know, I, ego is a fragile thing. It, it can help you or it could hurt you. Uh, it's such a fragile situation. But I, I'm not I, – I think Brandon Miller um, being free with those comments about MJ at a workout, uh, you know, talking trash and all that, um, I got a, I got one up on him. Yeah. He airballed a free throw. I mean, I don't know if that's going to influence. Oh, I don't want that guy. I don't want that guy. Right. <laughs> no, um, but it does make you laugh. Sorry. It does make you laugh. Absolutely. But um, I, I, I think the player today's athlete, whether it doesn't matter the sport, they, they have more influence because they know how to game the game. And they know how to play the game off the field in terms of trying to understand when you have leverage, understand when you can kind of con- control the situation, if you will. And, you know, Charlotte versus playing with Dame. When when Brandon talked about uh, the, playing with Dame, that would be a fantastic duo in his own mind. So, uh, and Chauncey, uh, who's the head coach, former guard, would, would probably love to see something like that as well. Very curious to see what ends up ultimately happening with picks two and three. 
what happens from a trade standpoint as well, whether it's Dame Lillard, whether we see Zion Williamson, if mm. it's today or in the next couple of weeks, um, moving on from the Pelicans. So many questions, but an exciting time, an exciting day. We'll discuss this a little bit more in about 15 minutes when Mike Somich, professional handicapper, joins the program. But for now, let's keep it going with some of our headlines in the NFL. And I'm going to read off a couple of these to you, Pritch, and just tell me, buy or sell okay. some of these new news items that have come out of the mini camps that closed out last week, starting with the NFL gambling policy, because the league uh, kind of reinforcing the issue now after... Everything that's happened most recently, of course, with Isaiah Rogers over there with the Indianapolis Colts, mm -hmm. but rumors that there's going to be more and more of these that are coming out. You saw what happened with the Lions earlier this offseason, of course, Calvin Ridley over a year ago. Um, but buy or sell that the NFL is doing enough to educate players on the league's gambling policy, these new key rules, which we'll throw up on the screen here, basically that, that league officials have emphasized, don't bet on the NFL, mm -hmm. don't gamble at your team facility, don't have someone bet for you. Don't share team inside information. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season and don't play daily fantasy football. Is that enough reinforcing this? I think so. I mean, they're bringing enough attention to it uh, to where uh, as a player, it has to settle in now. Um, in the National Football League, you're so accustomed to reps, right? You know, you're going to have a thousand reps of the same play because you got to get it right. Uh, whereas, okay, these key rules now, they're, they're reinforcement of the rules or the enforcement of the rules uh, certainly is going to make these players more aware uh, and conscious uh, of their choices. And, and I think that's really been the, the cause of the problem for some of these players. They're just not aware and not conscious of what they're doing. Like, okay, we can gamble, but yet we can't gamble at the facility we, or other sports. Uh, certainly we can't gamble on NFL. Okay, we, you should know better than that. Um, that's common sense, too. Uh, and then don't enter a sports book. I, I have nightmares about that yeah. because you're sitting in a room back in when I was in these meetings. And you have these FBI agents or, or former participants of the FBI um, sitting in front of you or standing in front of you telling you what not to do when it comes to gambling. Uh, and, and Stormy, I'm here to tell you, it, 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 sets, it sets, settles in. It's, it, mm -hmm. it hits home in terms of the ramifications and what could happen especially being from Vegas, too. So uh, I, I hope this hits home for a lot of players. It should at this point. Uh, you do not want to be that example uh, where you are, have a lifetime ban from the National Football League because you put down 50 bucks on a game when yep. you should have. Yeah, it's, it's a silly thing. I also hope that more teams are putting up at least signage around the facility mm -hmm. that says just stay away from doing it here. We had a great conversation with Chuck Pagano, former Colts coach here mm -hmm. on the Lombardi line a couple weeks back, where he said, as football players, we deal so much in black and white. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Right. With the NFL's gambling policy, because of the way that things have changed over the last handful of years with the overturning of PAFTA, is that there's a gray area a mm -hmm. little bit now. So having those key rules and clarifications, I think, are important. Drill that into these guys' heads with it being legalized and so much more widespread so that you don't have these issues. Right. Okay, let's head out to Houston now. New head coach D'Amico Ryan said number two overall pick C.J. Stroud and last year starter Davis Mills are both in the running mm. for QB1. Quote, we'll see where their process goes in training camp, and we see this as a competition that continues and see who separates themselves. So buy or sell that there actually is a quarterback competition in Houston. I'm selling that. I, I mean, come yeah. on, D'Amico. What are you doing here? I mean, 
there's, there's no such thing as a quarterback competition. They never work out. They never are, are going to help your football team. It, it, it's divisive because half the locker room or, or two, two-thirds of a locker room is going to align themselves with one guy uh, and like one guy, and then, okay, what's going to happen to the other guy? I mean, the quarterback position needs to be the alpha. It has to be the alpha. And, and how do you facilitate that? That's where D'Amico should be headed here. Not, not saying or suggesting that there's an open quarterback competition uh, between these two teams, these, these two players. I mean, we know Houston is not a, a well-rounded roster. They have a ton of work to do. Um, but to suggest that this is a quarterback competition, I, I, I think he's fallen behind uh, in his assessment of what he needs to have happen at that position. The Texans win total this year currently sitting at six and a half over plus 110 under juice to minus 130. So the expectations not particularly high for this team yet again. (laughs) Now to I wonder why (laughs) now to Baltimore, where Ravens head coach John Harbaugh recently called Odell Beckham Jr. Pro and compared his insertion to the Ravens to something similar to Terrell Owens when he joined the Eagles back in 2004. And Harbaugh saw that transition up close and personal with Mm. special teams coach at the time for Philadelphia said, those kinds of guys reach that level for a reason. And Beckham's in a place in his career where I feel like he has a lot to prove at this point. And I think uh, he feels like he's going to be the healthiest he's been in a few years. So let's go. Buy or sell. <laughs> OBJ could have an 0-4 Philly T.O. type of season with Baltimore. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to sell the comparison to what T.O. did. Uh, broken leg at all uh, in the Super Bowl with Philly. Um, but Adele Beckham Jr., he's an incredible, incredible player, and he's had more than a year off since the injury from the Super Bowl uh, to rehab, to get in the best shape possible. Uh, And I have no doubt his work ethic is going to be contagious. And so I I think Harbaugh is leaning on that more so. The impact of T.O. getting to Philly. I mean, T.O., for whatever opinion you have about him, when he was on the field, that man would work. Uh, and if you just watch him work, uh, you would be impressed by his work ethic and certainly uh, how he went about his craft and, and how it certainly took care of his body and all that. So I think if you're Harbaugh and you had that impression a while back and now you see the freshness of Odell Beckham Jr. in your locker room uh, with something similar, maybe you might say those comments. But on the field, though, Come uh, on. I mean, on the field, the impact. I'm like, that's T.O. two decades ago. Where's John Harbaugh's mind? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't remember well, what happened 20 years ago. I'm saying, T.O., at that point in his career, yeah. when he went from San Francisco to Philly, was coming off four straight yeah. seasons of 1,000-plus yard seasons and playing 14 or more games. OBJ has not had a thousand yard season since what 2019, mm-hmm. and he has, yeah hasn't had a thousand yard season or played more than eight games since 2019. Missed all of last year after the ACL tear. So I am not buying this comparison. I do not see OBJ lighting it up and having 1400 yards this year. Okay. So well, sorry. Well, the thing about it though is, is the freshness in the locker room, Stormy. Like, what do you compare that to? What is Harbaugh comparing Odell Beckham Jr. to over the last few years? There's been no receiver uh, on that team like that, right? Making an impact. And so um, he might be overzealous with it. You're right. He might be over the top with it. I mean, I hope he's good. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But I just don't see that level of performance happening for him in Baltimore. I agree with that. I mean, T.O. was in in his prime, right, Uh, and, and tearing it up whereas Odell is not in his prime. But the freshness of that type of player in that locker room 
uh, has Harbaugh saying what he said re recently. Let's see if we can squeeze one more in the okay. last 90 seconds. Jahan Dotson said mm. on the Jim Rome show Tuesday, he thinks that the commander's quarterback situation is settled. Quote, Sam Howell's going to be our guy. Buy or sell, Howell is the guy in Washington. Yeah, no, well, for now. I mean, I'm buying that. I mean, Brissett, <laughs> I, if, if Howell lets Brissett beat him out or not beat him out or take over the job because he's ineffective, then that, that's on that's on how. I mean, I, I think the pedigree's there is certainly the change of offense and the players around him. I mean, you have to be that alpha. Uh, and as soon as Hal understands that, uh, the better off he'll be. Yeah, and Ron Rivera did say as well last week that Howell is going to be the number one guy, at least to start training camp. Not sure how that'll finish by the time they get to week one, but he'll be getting those initial first team reps. Some really good offensive skill players. Yeah. Uh, Dotson, of course, Terry McLaurin, but Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson, bring in Eric Bieniemy. Mm -hmm. What kind of tutelage can he have for a, a guy like Sam Howell and a top 10 defense a year ago as well behind you? Right. That's always good for a young quarterback. So you better not let that guy take his job. I mean, he better you, not. You better not. <laughs> We're going to do another segment. You better not let somebody take your job. <laughs> we got, hopefully Mike Somich doesn't take my job. He's coming up next. Um, professional handicapper, give some of his picks, dive a little bit deeper into what the heck is going on with the NBA draft tonight and still plenty more NFL to come this hour on the Lombardi line. Keep it right here. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in action and find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Dot com And speaking of where the money is going, we are seeing a lot of movement as it pertains to tonight's NBA draft beginning at 8 o'clock Eastern. So still plenty of time to settle on what actually might happen. And if we get a little bit more chaos than we're already expecting to help us break it all down, we bring in Mike Samich, professional handicapper at Samabomb18 on Twitter. And you are in a very good situation, it appears, with the way that the market has moved for the number two overall pick. Mike, what's going on? Yeah, pretty wild what we've seen here. I mean, you had Scoot Henderson, who was the favorite. Brandon Miller becomes the favorite yesterday, as high as minus 700 in some places off a Woj tweet. Uh, and now we see it flipped. I mean, we're seeing minus four or 500 for Scoot Henderson to go second overall. I was fortunate enough to get a piece of Scoot last night. I got him at plus 350. I sent it over to Elliot at plus 250 this morning, right before the show started. And here we are one tweet later, all the way down to minus 700 or minus 600. And it's frustrating because it's I'm, I'm happy I got the number, but I was so excited to come on here and tell everyone why I love Scoot Henderson so much. I, I think he is going to be one of the top three point guards in the NBA in five years. And I think he's going to be first team all NBA point guard in the next four years. If you look at this guy play, he is John ja Morant, but loves basketball, loves to be in the gym early, loves to make his game better. And, and when you look around the league, and you see five teams that are trying to trade up to number two or number three to get Scoot Henderson. It's names like Zion Williamson and OG Ananobi that are on the market. It tells you how valued he is around the NBA as well. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I realize the position is not as sexy. A 6'9 wing who can shoot. And Brandon Miller, that's what a lot of NBA teams want. But when you have a talent like Scoot, I cannot see why he wouldn't go second in this draft. You know, Mike, uh, what you laid out uh, leads to so many questions when it comes to betting the draft, right, the NBA draft, because it's timeline. The timeline is so different than the NFL. Like, with the NFL information timeline, uh, you can gather along the way, but your focus from the NBA finals immediately to the draft, uh, it has to be there, right? And, and I think what you just said, too, uh, about what Scoot is going to be in the future, like, from a betting standpoint for this draft, do you find yourself putting, you know – trying to understand what these teams are looking at more so than that immediate gratification like a like a Brandon Miller would bring for for any team out there it's tough like you said there's not a lot of time and the markets aren't open for that long but you hear about these players for over a year so you really have to try and decide when you want to enter into the market and what these NBA teams want to do moving forward and this year just to make it even more difficult we have this new CBA coming in we're already seeing ripple effects from that I mean the Boston trade last night you see uh, Porzingis go to Boston a big part of that is that he's 40 million this year and off the books next year so when you do sign Jalen Brown to that massive contract you don't have three $20 million guards that on, on the book. So you're able to get off the 40 and you don't have a smarts contract for the next four years. We saw uh, Middleton opt out. He's opting out so he can sign a long-term deal versus have that one year at 40. He wants multiples because he knows he's going to be tough to get a contract next summer. So when you add in the CBA to everything else, it just makes it very difficult to figure out how these teams are going to move forward. And the storylines around the NBA are phenomenal for this. I'm just going to get my popcorn and enjoy tonight <laughs> because we could see Zion on the move. I think if, yeah. if you do see Scoot go three, you're going to see Dame Lillard on the move. 
you're just going to see a massive shakeup across the NBA. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how teams try and really dance around these different aprons that are now set in the CBA. Which, again, like just makes betting the draft that much more difficult because you get ahead of these things not knowing what trades could happen mm-hmm. and you're trying to make – but, I mean, the draft could fall any which way depending on what teams ultimately decide to do with their picks. And we were talking about it before we came on here, but has is Woj losing a step a little bit here? Because we obviously know what happened last year with Jabari Smith and then Paolo Bancaro ends up going number one overall. And now you have this where just yesterday and, and earlier he's talking about Brandon Miller is in that driver's seat to be the number two overall pick. And then Shams swoops in with the scoop about Scoot. Oh, that rhymed. I needed yeah. to change that that verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it. Look, it's hard. And I like how he worded this year's tweet, too. If you read that, he definitely hedged his bets a little. He's in the driver's mm-hmm. seat. Not he's going to be taken like last year where he called out the top three and was incorrect about it. And it's interesting because of the interview you heard from both of these guys after working out for Charlotte. Uh, you heard Brandon Miller talk about how Michael Jordan told him he needs to work on his work ethic. And he talked a little smack about Michael Jordan. Maybe not what you want to do with the guy who holds the controls on who's drafting number two. You wonder if that kind of changed it. You wonder if there's a little bit of a smokescreen here. I mentioned multiple teams want to trade up for Scoot. Yep. Yeah. This adds more value to Scoot. And it means you have to call the, the Hornets first to see what it costs to get that number two pick. So the main thing with betting these draft markets they are not nearly as liquid as game markets. $100 bets, $200 bets, move the line, and tweets move it exponentially. So you got to be careful when entering into this. These are, these are more what I call beer money bets, where it's fun to have them, but I'm not trying to make a ton, especially on the NBA. The NFL draft, I'll go after much more aggressively. But the NBA draft, it's so fluid, and it can move so quickly that it's hard to have massive amounts of money bet on these spots. And the limits aren't very big either. I mean, you have most books that are not taking more than $1,000 on any single bet. And if you put $1,000 on any single bet, that line immediately moves no matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're sharp, if you have information, if you don't. It's going to move because they have to respect every one of those bets because somebody's cousin might know something. And that money talks. And so it's it's just a much more difficult market to bet into. At this yeah. rate, the only lock is Victor. And so maybe just... <laughs> 200 to win a dollar. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Beer money. It's a great in. way to clear your bonuses. <laughs> there you, you go. If you have there to you hit go. rollovers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, minus 50,000 is a great way to clear it because he is going that. number one. I think we can we can put that down in pen. Oh, yeah. Beer money, a little bit different than popcorn money, I think. <laughs> right? So let's get to some uh, plays in baseball, Mike. I, I, like, help me out with the NL West. I mean, I, you and Will Hill both have a play in this game, the Padres and the Giants. Uh, as I look at the standings and see Arizona on, on top of that division right now. Yeah, really fun division. Uh, the Diamondbacks are a fun team to watch. They're a blast. They're playing right now, already up 1-0 in the, the first inning there. The Giants have ripped off 11 in a row. The Dodgers are hanging out there. And the Padres are just so hyped up and not been very good so far this year. And the market's still giving them a ton of respect. I'm surprised they're a favorite tonight. But that's because Brand, it's because uh, Snell's on the mound. Mm-hmm. He's been phenomenal. Only two earned in his last 30 innings. He's got a .47 ERA for this month. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to the under here, though. Give me the under in the first five. Uh, this is a Giants team that, or look, this is a Giants team that I don't think is going to be able to get the bats going against Blake Snell. And on the opposite side of that, I think this is a a Padres team that's just been struggling offensively. The wind's supposed to be blowing in here in San Francisco today for this game. So under four and a half, first five for me here, really relying that Blake Snell keeps the Giants down. 
You're sweating out a play in A's Guardians as well, it appears. You love those first five bets, don't you? <laughs> I do, and I think a big part of it is when you're looking at, uh, you know, I'm more of an underbetter than an overbetter, and with the first five, you don't have to worry about bullpens. You know what pitchers are most likely pitching all 10 half innings that you're betting on. You don't have to worry about the extra inning rules. So for me, if I'm playing an under, it's almost always going to be a first five under. And on the first five front, I, I'm looking for things that are predictable. And when you know the starting pitchers and you expect them to go five or they're going to get shelled and you're betting against them, you know what you're getting. So you can look at specific team splits. You mentioned the Guardians A's. Uh, I took under four and a half first five. I would still bet that in game under three and a half if it's available. These are two teams that can't hit left handed pitching. You got JP Sears on the mound for for uh, Oakland. You've got uh, Logan Allen on the mound for Cleveland. Two good lefty pitchers. This, this is bottom 10, both offenses against lefties, and they're not good offenses anyway. So I know I'm getting 10 half innings with two left-handed pitchers against offenses that can't hit lefties. I like that those odds. So I took the under four and a half, and I would still take it under three and a half in game now. Awesome stuff yeah. as usual, Mike. Thanks so much for doing this, and good luck with your scoot play. I'm very envious you have that in pocket. <laughs> go scoot, baby. I'm going to buy some <laughs> rookie cards too. I, I, he's going to be great, man. He's going to be awesome. There you go. I certainly right. hope so. That's yeah. Mike Somich, professional handicapper. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, at Samabomb18 as well and grateful to him to give us a little MLB lowdown as well. A reminder that in addition to Major League Baseball, we also have the College World Series rolling on later today while Florida cemented their spot uh, in the final yesterday with their win over TCU. LSU and Wake have a winner-take-all game today to see who will ultimately punch their ticket to play the Florida Gators moving forward in the College World Series. LSU, a minus-165 favorite with their ace on the hill today against Wake Forest, plus-135. And it seems like the hitting, the bats, for whatever reason, for Wake have really dried up in this spot. Yeah. Um, I like LSU okay. tonight. I don't know if I want to lay minus 165. <laughs> um, and I got dogged on the run line yesterday with Florida. So I don't know if I trust some any of those bets these days. Um, plus 120, though, yeah. if you want to lay the run and a half with LSU, if you trust it. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I love the College World Series. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel almost bad that I've been so much more intrigued by the College World Series than I have Major League Baseball at this point, although there have been some fun streaks in MLB yeah. lately, too. I'm catching up to MLB right now. Yeah, it's that I time am. of year, yeah. right, where you yep. kind of, like, get your finger in everything after, um, you know, we don't have a ton to discuss with NFL being our bread and butter, which we will get back to, by the way, on the other end of this break, looking at some different prop markets. You won't want to miss it. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSEN, which is why we're giving you our 2023 NFL guide early this year. It's coming out June 29th, right around the corner. Next week, our NFL betting guide is going to help you get ahead of everything you need to know for this upcoming season, including in-depth profiles of each and every team. That's got advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props from our experts. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as 19 bucks and reserve your copy of the guide. Or you can take advantage of our summer kickoff special where you get access to everything we do from now through next year's Super Bowl for $175. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Pritch, you got your picks in for the guide? I have some information in the guide. I don't have picks, um, but I do have some information in the guide, though. 
Awesome. Yeah. You didn't. You, you still filled out the like who you have for every division though in conference nope. winners. You're not doing nope. it. Nope. Hmm. I um. I do have great information in there, though. Okay. Well, I'm excited uh, yeah. to see what last, you got. That's a tease. Well, I know, right? Last year, I did uh, the picks uh, and the guide. Um, and I, I came pretty close, to be honest with you, uh, who I had in the – well, no, not that close. I thought it was close. Uh, but, no, I, I, I put some good information in there from yeah. a player's perspective, uh, and Adam Burke's doing a great job with it, so – yeah, yeah, love Adam and mm -hmm. credit to him for all of the work that he does to wrangle all of us right. here at Vison to right. make that happen. Yep. Um, but no, excited to see how everything turns out. And with that, like, let's continue talking about some of the futures bets that are available in the NFL, specifically with you being a former wide receiver, thought it would be fun to go through some of the receiving yards props that are out there. And a kind of like back and forth game that Michael and I have been playing the last couple of weeks is you can only pick one. Okay. So we go through a couple different categories uh -huh. of pass catchers today, and I'll give you a group of like four or five, and you can only pick one though for okay. each category. You ready? I am. All right. We're going to start with all pro receivers. Devontae Adams, his yardage prop set at 1,300 and a half. Tyreek Hill, 1,300 and a half. Justin Jefferson, 1,350 and a half. If you could only pick one of these all pro wideouts to go over their prop, who are you picking? Well, I mean, if I can only pick one. You can only pick one. Then, I mean, it's Justin Jefferson. I, you know, I. You go with the over on the highest number. I like it. <laughs> well, I not like only, it. Not only that, it's the offense, it's, it's the philosophy, and it's the player. Um, even without O'Connell, um, you're, you're looking at Jefferson putting up over 1,600 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was with a different offense or a different viewpoint. I mean, he's just getting better. He's just getting started uh, in his brief career so far. Uh, with this offense, obviously, it produced Cooper Cup and the numbers that he put up and, you know, offensive player of the year and all that kind of thing. So I think Justin Jefferson, uh, he's got some help. They drafted a receiver um, from SC. Uh, he was with Pitt. His name is escaping me right now. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Yeah. Jordan Addison. So I don't know how much that's going to help him, but he's going to be featured. If I can only choose one, uh, I'm going away from the quarterback uncertainty. Yeah. With Devontae Adams and the Tyreek Hill uncertainty with slapping somebody on the neck. <laughs> then I'm going with the certainty of Justin Jefferson. So I think that's what I would have to pick, too. I know a lot of people think that the Vikings could take a step back this year. They just won so many games. Yeah. Some of these one-score games, it seems like the luck factor was certainly on their side when it came to that standpoint. But Justin Jefferson is such a dynamic oh. safety net player for you. He's gone over that 1350 and a half with ease yeah. each of his first three seasons in the league coming off a career high year with over 1800 yards. And then with Tyreek's number, you question the stability of Tua Tungavailoa mm -hmm. and his availability and how much that number could be impacted by if Mike White had to play. So that's something that was top of my mind. And right. then you mentioned the quarterback uncertainty with Devontae Adams as well. Right. And Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of an injury. Although, um, you know, he's gone over this number in three of, the last uh, in three straight and four of the last five years. But again, your passers yeah. are Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, which is a little bit different than Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And a, and a setback or a fall off for Justin Jefferson is what? 1400 yards, right. 1450 yards. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, if I can only choose one, that's, that's where I'm going. Okay. Well, let's look at some of these whiteouts next that have new homes mm -hmm. in 2023. DJ Moore goes from Carolina to Chicago, Darren Waller, now a New York Giant, Alan Lazard from Green Bay to the Jets, Adam Thieland 
now in Carolina, and OBJ finds a new home in Baltimore. Each of these numbers is 800 and a half yards or fewer, but one of these wide receivers, only one in their new homes, going to go over who you picking. Well, I mean, after Harbaugh said what he said, how can it not be Odell Beckham Jr.? <laughs> He's going right? to put up a T.O. like season that first year in Philly, obviously. Sure. Which, no, he's not doing that. But 575 yards. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, Monken, you know, he's, he's familiar with this offense, too. Um, he's going to be on grass. Uh, no turf. And, you know, coming off an ACL, I, I've seen players, in particular wide receivers, get better after an ACL because of the work that you put in to rehab the muscles around it, the stability, the strength. Uh, and sometimes you become faster too. Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely an exciting player. Uh, and if he can last the entire year, he will go over 570 and a half yards. Um, by the way, T.O., that 2004 season had 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns. Mm. So if that's what OBJ could do, people would be very happy. <laughs> I just don't foresee that happening. But over 575 and a yes. half, certainly very right. reasonable. If I can only pick one. Yeah, I got pulled away from DJ Moore. Okay. I know he's gone over that number in four straight seasons now. Um, had over 1,100 each um, prior to last year where he had 888. But looking at the Bears numbers last year and they didn't have a receiver go over 544 mm -hmm. yards that kind of steered me away from him Darren Waller I'm not particularly confident it's been a couple years since he's had those back-to-back 1100 -back right. plus yard seasons Adam Thielen mm -mm. he's just getting <laughs> older in a new situation with a rookie quarterback I, I, and i why would I bet anything on Alan Lazard? So, uh, I'm just, yeah. you, you know, why I, is Odell's number so low? You think? I think that probably because of the injury in general. Okay. That it, I mean, like I said earlier, when we were kind of discussing, mm -hmm. he hasn't played more than eight games since 2019. Right. And so, the expectation you would imagine. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, I am in total agreement with you that if I had to pick an over, that's the one that I would go. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not an I'm not an OBJ like fan by okay. nature. Right. I'm right. not a believer. So okay. maybe you can sell me on it to make myself a believer. He's an incredible player. Uh, he gets open. Um, he he. You know, when you think about him and the injury history, I mean, that is a concern. Uh, but he said something that was interesting. He, he was playing on that ACL that was, that was already injured. And then, okay, we saw the buckle yeah. on him in the Super Bowl. Um, but it's been an entire calendar year situation where he could really pay attention to that uh, and getting it healthy enough. And uh, from a contract standpoint, I know it's one year, Baltimore broke him off a lot of money. So much uh, money. And then Odell Beckham Jr. with this offense that he's familiar with and, and Lamar Jackson – uh, feeling like he can throw for over 4,000 yards, well, you know, 5,000 yards, who knows? But, um, yeah, 575 just seems low to me with Odell Beckham Jr. Let's look at some tight ends. Travis Kelsey, the highest number by far of mm -hmm. this group with 1,150 and a half. Mark Andrews, 875 and a half. My guy George Kittle, 725 and a half. And Kyle Pitts, 700 and a half. You can only pick one tight end over. Yeah. George Kittle is a sneaky one mm -hmm. because you're going to rely on Purdy. I think uh, Purdy found, or at least Kyle, and, and helped Purdy find uh, Kittle in this offense in, in a significant way. Um, Travis Kelsey, I, I just can't do that number, even though that, that's a safe one. I would think Andrews, too. Uh, but Kittle would be my pick. I, I'm per, The injury with Purdy, though, has me pumping the brakes a little. I like Kyle Pitts, 
Uh, and that number two, over 700 and a half, but only pick one. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Kittle there on that list. I was between Kittle and Kelsey, despite okay. Kelsey's being as high as it is. Yeah. But yes, I think I would take Kittle as well. Um, he's gone over that number four of his last mm -hmm. five years, three of those seasons hitting over 900 yards. So I feel like it's a very gettable number, um, especially again, he's just a, another one of those really solid yards after catch right. type of players right. as well, which can help out your quarterback. But with Kelsey, I was looking into his numbers. Mm -hmm. It is incredible how much Patrick Mahomes gets this dude the ball. He had 1,338 yards last year on 110 catches, 152 targets, more than 50 more targets than Juju Smith-Schuster had, yeah. who is their second leading pass catcher um, for KC last year. He's actually only gone under that 1,150 and a half yard mark once the last four seasons. And even despite that, he's on a run of seven straight 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, so Kelsey's a freak. He is a freak. And Yak, what you just yeah. talked about with Kittle is such a potent weapon to realize with Kelsey, too. Absolutely. Uh, because they want the ball to come out of the quarterback's hands quicker. Uh, and Kelsey, his ability to run after the catch, he's third in the league last year, would run after the catch uh, from, a, from a receiving standpoint. Uh, so that's why his numbers are always phenomenal each and every year. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, we, When we come back mm -hmm. here on the Lombardi line, because we're going to have to step aside here in a moment, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into not only the Kansas City Chiefs, but a number of teams in the NFL, because we want to see whose offense will be the highest scoring in 2023. If we have time, we'll get to the lowest scoring as well. But KC topped that mountaintop a year ago. Can they repeat or will there be another team that overtakes them this season? We'll take a look when we come back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Remember, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Stormy Tony and former NFL wide receiver turned NFL analyst here at VSIN, Mike Pritchard, on the desk with you. And there's new markets mm-hmm. up at DraftKings, I feel like, that are just popping up day in and day out uh, as it pertains to the futures for the NFL season. We're getting closer and closer to training camp, just about a month away now um and one of them is highest scoring and lowest scoring is an option as well team going into the season in the nfl last year the afc champion chiefs led the league with 496 points followed by the nfc champ in the eagles at 477 the broncos meanwhile the worst in the worst season of russell wilson's career at 287 points so um let's dive into this a little bit i mean as i mentioned casey it's funny because I had them last year as my number three offense or so going into the season mm-hmm. because the expectation that, hey, maybe without your star wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, this offense could take a little bit of a step back. Narrator, they in fact did not take a step back. Um, we're tremendous. They are a five to one favorite to repeat as the highest scoring team in the league. Um, do you think that they're poised in position to do so again? I mean, they were efficient last year. They changed. They evolved. Uh, Patrick Mahomes became the ultimate passing uh, quarterback uh, in a pocket passing quarterback that way. So um, they're going to have to evolve again, though, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know where else they're going to go uh, trying to evolve or trying to change, um, create matchups and all that stuff. Patrick Mahomes is still phenomenal. Uh, but their nuances will still be involved in offense. They still have playmakers all over the place. I, I think they're going to try to step up defensively. Uh, to help them get back to a Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is an incredible, incredible player. It's, it's been a while since you've seen anybody like this uh, at that position. Uh, the ultimate competitor, he will not uh, allow that team to be less than mm-hmm. ultra competitive, right? Uh, so it's an interesting number for that good of a, a situation with the Chiefs. I like the Bengals okay. at plus 850. Um, they're a top three team when it comes to the skill position. Uh, they've added to the offensive line over the last couple of years. Orlando Brown's back there now. Uh, and then this team has already done something that's never been done in the history of the game with their core. And, and that's Chase, that's Boyd, that's Higgins, that's Mixon, and that's Burrow. Uh, and now a couple of years beyond that, I just think the continuity, the nuances of this offense, the better protection that Joe Burrow's going to have, uh, this team is poised to not only uh, have the highest scoring team offensively this year, but certainly have a chance to chase some records as well. 
I am hopeful that the offensive line comes together this year because last offseason, too, we remember how much they invested mm-hmm. in that that line up front, and it just took so long for it to really come together. Now you add in a piece like Orlando Brown. Right. Um, Jonah Williams appears to be all in playing right tackle. We know the struggles that he had playing on the left side. Um, so maybe that's just another way that they'll be they'll solidify that unit. Um, yeah, I like I like the Bengals, especially because, as you mentioned, too, like all the talent, but the youth of that talent, right. too, like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase only entering year three, T. Higgins only entering year four. Um, still trying to figure out what happens with Joe Mixon's contract, but they'll get it worked out. <laughs> they'll get they'll it worked fine. out, yeah. Um, I like the Bengals. Uh, we talked a lot about the Stefan Diggs situation mm-hmm. earlier with the Buffalo Bills, but I wonder what your thought process is there as well, because they're the same price as the Bengals, plus 850, and... I, I'm not as down on Ken Dorsey as a lot of Bills fans appear to be. I credit, I credit it, at least in my mind, a lot of the issues that the Bills had in the back half of the season. You think about the turnovers with Josh Allen. I credit a lot of that to Josh Allen being like in the injury tweaks right. that he had. So, I mean, I feel like if Diggs is able to like hammer out his emotions a little bit and get on board and feel like he's included without having to revolve everything around him. Cause he's obviously such an important piece right. of this offense, but like you need to have your personalities jive as well to have success. Like I think they certainly have the pieces to be the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah. in the philosophy too. I mean, and, and certainly the cohesiveness of that situation too. Stefan Diggs, if he's on his own page that way, I mean, they just added Dalton Kincaid too. Yeah. And, that's going to take away targets from from Stephon Diggs. I, I don't know what he's threatened by, uh, to be honest with you. I, I go back to the Bengals real quick because, remember, Burrow had that surgery uh, in training camp or right before training mm-hmm. camp, and he wasn't able to be able to work with his offensive line. Right. And uh, they the couldn't gel. Yeah, and they still had 12 wins. <laughs> so with a full training camp with this full offensive line to kind of develop you know, drop points uh, mm-hmm. and, and targets where you are as an offensive lineman, where your quarterback's going to set up and all that stuff. I mean, they're going to be more familiar with that, along with the nuances, along with the continuity. So that's why I gravitated towards them. Dallas is interesting too, though. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas, uh, from a longer shot standpoint, uh, can be very prolific. Uh, you know, without Kellen Moore, are they going to throw the ball more? Maybe they become more efficient like Kansas City did and still put up 30, 35 points a game. So I know continuity is extremely important to you mm-hmm. in terms of criteria yeah. for what makes a team work. And we'll, we'll get to our betting tip in, in just a moment. But for the Eagles, what's your thought on them for continuity? Because they bring back so many pieces, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they have a new offensive coordinator. So how, how do you feel from that standpoint? Yeah, they elevated Brian Johnson, who went the way of Utah, um, who's familiar with this offense from Shane Steichen because of Mike Sanford, who coached at Utah and then UNLV, right? And, and Brian Johnson certainly, you know, probably helped uh, Jalen Hurts along the way, too. So there's familiarity. There is some continuity, but there's not talent. Uh, I think Shane Steichen had separated himself as a play caller from a talented standpoint okay. uh, to where he elevated himself to a head coaching uh, position right now. Uh, so we're going to have to find out about uh, Brian Johnson that way in terms of is he going to have the acumen, is he going to have the talent level uh, for calling plays. There's, there's one thing about having continuity and, and certainly staying within the same philosophy uh, and, and having these guys understand everything that you're doing out there. And then it's another to have the talent, like Dable to Ken Dorsey right? Mixing that in. Um, But for me, continuity uh, is the reason why 
Josh McDaniels went after Jimmy G, even though Jimmy G has not been in this offense since 2017. Mm -hmm. It's just that comfort level that you have as a play caller that when you are calling something, that quarterback fully understands the philosophy and the reasons why you're calling that play. Well, let's push this forward to our pro tip of the show. We do these every single day here on the network. Every show does searchable by show and by sport on vcin.com, but just stressing the importance of continuity when you're looking at markets like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing about continuity, it settles everything down. And, and okay, adjustments. We always talk, talk about adjustments throughout a game. If you're in the game, put better as well. You know, are, are teams comfortable enough to get to any situation? Um, for instance, Kansas City, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he does not have full controller at the line of scrimmage to get to any other play he wants to, like we've seen Peyton Manning do or a number of quarterbacks, because a lot of stuff is built in. A lot of stuff is, is already built in and automatic, and I don't have to get to all these exotic um, play calls at the line of scrimmage. My team knows what to adjust to. We know what to adjust to on the fly. We've seen that with Travis Kelsey. To me, that that's... That's where you look uh, as a better, uh, and that's how you really define that word continuity. Uh, and, and my, from my experience as a player, uh, it's just being on the same page, understanding what that quarterback's thinking, what he's seeing at all times out there as a receiver. And, and you can identify that as a yeah. better. And I think that'll help you out. A couple other things that I was looking at as like criteria for myself was like, okay, do you have, a quarterback with superpowers okay. because there are a few of those. <laughs> right, right. Um, how much, if I am an opposing defensive coordinator, am I afraid mm. of the offense that I'm going to have to play on Sunday? Mm. And then also, like, what what is the level of defense that I have on my team? Because if you have a middle-of-the-row defense, that's not really going to help the cause. But okay. if you have a great defense mm -hmm. to where the ball is consistently in your hands and you're able to light up a scoreboard, that's one way to help. Or if right. your defense is really, really bad and you have to outscore the issues that they have, that forces your hand. So, like, I was looking at the 49ers, similar to the Eagles, mm -hmm. who are at 14-1 to 1 because of the quarterback uncertainty right now. But right. we know all of their weapons and they have a great defense. Maybe they could get over the hump. Or the Lions, who we know have had a pretty rough defensive experience and they were a top five offense a year ago mm -hmm. because they had to keep trying to outscore that right. defense they're also 14 to 1 there's a lot of opportunity at the board we'll dive into these deeper throughout the offseason look at some lowest scoring teams as well but we got to call it a day today Fritch. appreciate you buddy appreciate you as well stormy at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.